Chopper Suit Convos, we back. I was checking out the big homie Trap Lord Ross. UK homies run this journalism shit, maybe. Or, or maybe it's still, you know, good old Joey B. Or where's, where's Tim Westwood? Where's Tim Westwood? He's not allowed to hang out anymore because, you know, he was a sexual deviant. Dang. Like your boy. Uh, well, I can't say his name. I'm not trying to get sued. But, you know, his... his uh. His nickname is after initials of a popular city, you know? Hmm. Anywho, how you feeling, Jamal? I'm feeling all right, man. I'm feeling pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Still doing my thing in the gym. Getting ready to uh, be at Phantom Lounge this uh, Friday again. It's on Connecticut Avenue. It's right next to the Mad Hatter. It's right like a two-minute walk from Surfside. So if you know where Mad Hatter is, Surfside, Rose Bar, Decades, pull up on me, man. What's up? Are you excited that Jeff Bezos said he doesn't want to buy that monkey shit that is the Washington Commanders? No, I wanted him to buy it. So I don't want fucking Magic Johnson and his loser Sixers friend to buy it. It's about to be the same shit all all over again. Why do you want a tech guy that doesn't care about sports to buy it? Why would he invest in football? Um, because because Steve Ballmer cares about the Clippers, so I just feel like he would be able to do the same thing. Steve Ballmer likes sports. That doesn't mean Jeff Bezos does. Bill Gates don't like sports. That's why he never bought a team. Well, Bezos can just buy it and have people run it. Yeah, but he doesn't care, you know? He don't care about sports to buy a team. He'll buy the sports coverage of Amazon because that makes money for Amazon Prime. And what he has, you know, with their on-demand streaming service, but yeah, he don't care about sports. You know, he's a nerd, man. He's these nerds don't care about sports. But I would rather take that some unproven shit that I've never seen over Magic Johnson and his loser 76ers friend. That just sounds like loser all over it. You know, great players. Magic Johnson cares about sports. Yeah, but my, Michael Jordan sucks at uh running sports, so Magic's gonna suck at running sports. He doesn't sports. do anything, he's just a mascot. He don't have money to be a majority owner. He's just like Usher. Them niggas don't really do nothing. They just I just feel like because Magic, I feel like because Magic is attached to it, they're going to suck. But Magic has been attached to the Lakers. They won championships when he was the owner, and he was attached to the Dodgers, and they won champion. They won a championship. Magic so. was the owner of the Lakers? He No, he was the minority. Like I said, uh-huh. they're black. They don't have enough money to own a team. Don't you know that? Don't be blind. You're 32. That's be- not what I'm saying. You, could, you, didn't, you didn't even have to say that. I didn't even imply that. You said own, so I was just thinking like... Yeah, minority, black, minority owner. You know, 5% of 5%. You know, you had to add in the extra... You had to add in the extra sauce. He's black. He doesn't have enough money. I didn't even say that. Hey, I'm sorry. I I don't know what you're (laughs) trying to do. Stop. Don't don't waste time, man. Come on, Hey, man, you're wasting time by talking about Magic Johnson being part of any kind of ownership. I don't want him around. Get out of here. Why not? You've been with me. all lost. All the great... NBA niggas are lost. They suck. And he's an NBA nigga. And then the 76ers owner fucking sucks. The Sixers are dookie. You don't they even have... know the name of the 76ers owner. I don't give a fuck. His process is trash. Huh? I forgot James Harden was in the NBA. <laughs> I really did till like two like a week ago. I was like, oh shit, he on the Sixers still? What? I, I, thought, I thought he went somewhere. Because his new shoe just dropped like a few weeks ago. And it was red and white. And I was like... <laughs> You on the Sixers? Like I, I just totally forgot about him. Hey man, 
I get it. We know you're not really a basketball guy full time. That's okay. It's yeah, I'm not I, at all. NBA yeah, it's sucks. time for you to yeah. have care. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I'm excited for the playoffs. But the NBA sucks to me this year. I know y'all basketball niggas are having fun watching niggas just stand there while they do offensive moves and shit. That's Man, all culture, that happens. We we rocking. It's gonna turn up. About to have a lot of fun stuff going on during the playoffs. Be on the lookout for that, guys. That's all the NBA is. A nigga just stands in front of you, don't do nothing, and you mm-hmm. just do moves and shoot threes and shit. Not, not, they don't do nothing, though. They just stand there. Let's look at this brother. Shout out Joshua Jordan Harris, the white man that Magic is, you know, assisting, being, you know, a minority owner. Uh, my man, Joshua Jordan. Man, shout out Chevy Chase, Maryland. They got good money over there. Yeah, he's from Maryland. Yeah, he went to Penn, Ivy League, summa cum laude, yes. bachelor's. Of, oh, okay, with economics. Okay, and let's see. Oh, he knows Jared Kushner. Come on, man. Got to get that White House money. Shout out President Trump. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't even think he's a, the main order. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if this brother is the main owner of the 76ers. I don't even think so. Don't he own the Dodgers too? Who? This guy. No, that's Todd Bowley. Oh, he owns the Je- the, the Jersey Devils. <laughs> oh, man. That's horrible. They stink. Well, they're hockey. No one cares. Oh, whoa, look at this community service. Well, he had Will and Jada Pink in those minority owners. <laughs> hey, man, what is this? When he bought this set, wow, this is the good old days when you could buy a basketball team for under a billion dollars. 280 million when he got the 76ers. Um, yeah, Blackstone Incorporated. Isn't that oh. cool? Their company's called Blackstone. That's the Black, fresh. The Black Peace Gnomes. Okay. Hey, come on, man. Throw it up. And he's a Jewish brother. So you know there's a lot of those in Maryland. Why don't you rep this set? Throw it up. All I know is I wanted I wanted Jay Z and Bezos to be. Oh my here. god, that's what I wanted. <laughs> I want no fucking Magic Johnson in this loser. Why? I, I, I like just Magic told you Johnson. Magic Johnson has been a minority owner and won championships in basketball and baseball. Don't you want him to win one in football too? My that man beat AIDS. Cool. Don't you think he can sprinkle some dust on this too and win? Listen, I love Magic Johnson for him being Magic Johnson and just himself in general, but. I don't, I just, they, niggas like him scare me when it comes to like owning teams. Even if it is 5%, I'm just scared of him and Michael Jordan and those kind of people. Hey, Wasn't man. Isaiah Thomas a coach once? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm scared of those basketball niggas when they try to do stuff. Damn, you don't think they're smart enough to be leaders except they for just, Jerry West and Pat Riley, the whites? Nah, it's just that they just be, Mark Jackson was a good leader. <laughs> <laughs> he was. What about Patrick Ewing? Did you respect him? <laughs> <laughs> what about John fun, Thompson the third. Hey man, that boy's poo, man. Wes hey. Unsell Jr. Yeah, poo-poo. Shout out Donald Sterling. What do he say? Big Magic Johnson. What'd he ever do? He's got AIDS. Hey man. Damn, he's hating. <laughs> hey, that's what he said, man. What'd he ever do? That's what, what Donald Sterling ever do. What you that's what you're saying too. You said it too, Big Magic Johnson. What do you ever do? He be losing and smiling. Yeah, smiling hard. <laughs> he gonna I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll be good for DC. He, he doesn't have theaters anymore though. He I I thought the joint in Largo was still there. Maybe. But they're they're not they're not the same anymore. They look like the old remember the multiplex on the highway? Yeah, R.I.P. 
They look like that, how that used to look. Yeah, dated now. Yeah. They don't I don't know if they got recliners in it. How old school are you? Do you remember the magic hour? No. What's that? So when Magic Johnson tried to be a late night talk show host and he had Sheila E leading his band, it was ugly. (laughs) Hey man, Sheila E is cool. Yeah, shout out Sheila E. I had a crush on her as a kid. You remember Crush Groove? How old school are you? I was a uh, Beach Street guy. Oh, yeah. You're not that old school. All right. How's that not old school? Yeah, let's get up into 2023. Well, nah, I got a, I got some. How's Beach Street not old school? Hey, let's move on. I got more old school. Beach people. Street is from the 80s. <laughs> Don't try to trick the kids out there, man. I'm it is. Kid. Hold on. I'm about to look up the year. How you going? Oh, yeah. Beach Street is not old school. Just because I don't like no New York-ass crush groove. Beach Street? <laughs> Yeah, but you like all the shit that all the New York ass niggas like. Beach Street is in New York too, dummy. I know, but Crush Group is the one they mentioned first. <laughs> Beach Street came out in 84. Oh my God, man. What year did Crush Group come out? I don't know. I don't watch all that mainstream. 85. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Uh. Woo wee. Wow. Uh, Seven months. Yeah, I'm a Beach Street nigga, bro. This nigga got CT. Well, more old school shit. Biggie Smalls is out of my top five favorite rappers. I don't believe it. I was waiting True. for him. Number five, he got kicked out. I, Pusha T is now my supply for drug dealing raps. Two albums He's, is enough, man. Sorry, Biggie. Hey, you what put you Pusha T over Biggie? Yeah. I don't listen to Biggie anymore. If you ask me the last time I listened to Biggie Smalls, I couldn't tell you the truth. Hey, I'm sorry. The farther we get away from the 90s, the less I listen to 90s rap, unless it's like the South or the West Coast. I don't know. I feel like, because that's why I like Life After Death more, because I like those beats more than the Ready to Die beats. Is it because Big Daddy from Mississippi, you think Biggie stole his swag? Is that why? Nah, it ain't because of that, because Biggie's better than that guy, but it's just I don't (laughs) listen to that rap anymore. For real, like, like I said, now Pusha T slash Clip slash Rib Gang, that's number five. Number four, Snoop. Number three, Nas. Number two, Kanye. Number one, Future. So How is Snoop still in there for you? Because I listen to him a lot. I listen to Dog Pound a lot, Nate Dog. Uh, I listen to Warren G a lot, All That World, Long Beach. Shout out to them, man. Shout out to Domino, even though he wasn't in the crew. He's from Long Beach. Here we go, here we go. I'm a fake Snoop. Yeah, is he? He's not a fake Snoop. He's really like, Nate Dogg, you should have made an album. He's like Warren G, kind of. The Ghetto Jam. And uh, Battle Cat did all the production on that album, except for like one beat. So Battle Cat did the beat to... Ghetto jams, uh, sweet potato pie, all that stuff. Shout this, out, okay. This reminds me of why I kind of think that Diddy, as a uh, remember, you showed me that list of who you think were the best CEOs, and I was pushing Diddy back because Bad Boy ain't all that besides Biggie. I mean, Biggie. Mace was good, he could sprinkle, yeah, he could sprinkle his two years in there, or one year, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, exactly, other than that, get out of here, buddy. Hey, come on. What about 112? And you're a total nah. you're an R&B fan. You like 112 total. They ain't got shit on Jodeci, those kind of niggas. He worked bro. on that, too. He gets credit for that, too. That ain't bad boy. Yeah, I know, but it's still, <laughs> it's his old boy. bad boy. Uptown Records. He wasn't the CEO of it. Whoa. Yeah, Jodeci, like, 112's not better than Drew. 112's not better than Drew Hill. Uh, well, I'm not an R&B yeah. guy, so I can't even evaluate that. Yeah, they're not better than Drew Hill. Even though Cisco is a fake uh, KC 
Um, still, they're not better than no damn Drew Hill. Definitely can't touch them boys to men. One twelve is cool, like no disrespect, but hey, man, what the hell? <laughs> what's what's going on here? I'm just, I'm just saying, like they are like they like on a they like them and Jagged Edge are kind of like you know what I mean. Yeah, they're yeah. B level R and B groups of the nineties. That's yeah. not bad. Okay, so you said one twelve, and then what? What else we got? Loon one twelve, Faith total. Oh, Faith once again, same thing. She's in the one twelve box. She ain't Mary J. Yeah, she's B level. Then you're saying the only A level artist he had was Biggie, and he died at twenty four. Mace was just... Mace was never an A list artist to you. Yeah, and you could say Mace was, but that was very fast. Ran the church. Yeah. That was very quick. So other than that, like he, he was, I mean, Bad Boy just to me, I gotta look at that list again. But I I had um I forgot who I had ahead of him, but it was a good amount of people that I had ahead. We were supposed to talk about that too. But yeah, um yeah, Diddy was like number six or seven on that list for me. Oh yeah, I think I got it right here. Oh, you got it. Yeah, yeah, I put Jay Z ahead of him. I put Dr. Dre ahead of him. Put Russell Simmons ahead of him. Um, yeah, and he's number six after Russell Simmons. And then so it's, do you um, give? J- so what are you putting Jay Z over him for? For uh, like the Rihanna, J Cole, Rock Nation Rock- era, Rockefeller, and the Rihanna, J Cole, Rock Nation era. But what about Rockefeller? Because I, if you don't rate, that's what I said. That's why I was like, well, Rockefeller, what do you rate for that? Because all of those Philadelphia guys were B-level artists at best. If you're not going to rate Total, Faith Evans, what the hell are those Philadelphia State Property Boys? I'm not going to lie, I like Total. I can't even hate on them. I know, but that's my point, though. Cause... Those are my girls right there. What yeah, but... you do to me? Yeah, but my question is, does are you giving Jay-Z because... Rockefeller, we know he didn't want Kanye. That's Dame Dash. I'm giving Dame Dash credit for Kanye and Dipset, not Jay Z. Hey, Jay Z was one third of an owner, so that's what I'm looking at. But it sucks that I can't put Lil Kim in there for Diddy. Yeah, that's Biggie. And she was never signed to Bad Boy, right? Yeah, because Biggie knew not to put her over there. <laughs> he was smart. He was trying. Okay, to- so. The list had Baby at number one, Diddy at number two, Jay-Z three, Dr. Dre four, Russell Simmons five, Master P six. I put Jermaine Dupri above Master P. L.A. Reed seven, Dame Dash uh, eight, Jermaine Dupri nine, and Suge Knight ten. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I remember you wanted to have a conversation about the greatest executives in rap before Earn Your Leisure made the list. But I was like, I don't really care because I get too technical in it. And then it's like, at the end of the day, a lot of these execs are getting credit for shit they didn't do. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they're I like presidents. They're like, like presidents. They're the face. Yeah, like Birdman getting credit for Nikki and Drake. Hey, man, just for keeping Wayne around, I guess. Yeah, like, I'm not giving him credit for Young Money. He didn't have nothing to do with that. Do you put Dr. Dre ahead of Diddy? Uh, Dr. Dre ahead of Diddy. Uh, yeah, because I guess he signed Eminem and then, or Jimmy Iovine told him to sign Eminem and then <laughs> Eminem got 50 Cent and then he gets credit for that, I guess. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But you got to understand these, some of these people get people shown to them. Like Chris Blackstar just put out, he was just on a podcast and he was talking about. Shout out to Chris. He 
was talking about when um I told him about Chief Keith, and then he made the rest happen. All I did was say, "Hey, look at this guy. He made the rest happen." So these execs, so you can't you're gonna take away Snoop and the dog pound just because Warren G was his half brother. Yeah, well, that's he got to go find niggas that, and bring them up. Nah, whoever. That, but not, nah, but with that death, death row, Suge Knight was more involved. That's why Dr. Dre ran from death row because it was like it's really Suge Knight's joint, it's not really his. That's why he needed the reason why the power dynamics of death row was like that is because, as you know, Dr. Dre needed a gangster to get out of a gangster deal. So when you're Suge Knight. And you gotta muscle Dre's way out of ruthless and easy, then the power dynamic is not 50-50 with Death Row. That's why Death Row, you know, Dre decided to leave and start aftermath. If it was really his business, he would have fought for it. But you know, that's why it's like with Death Row, it's tricky. Cause yeah, that's why Suge, when we talk about Death Row, we really talk about Suge being the boss because he was. Well, Dre was the, you know, the music man. He definitely deserves credit for producing and developing Snoop, Dog Pound, working with Warren, uh, with Lady of Rage. Warren G didn't sign there, working with Nate Dog, but you know, it's tricky. When I think about Death Row, I mean, with uh, Dr. Dre, I think more about and okay. Aftermath, Interscope, when he becomes a boss than Death Row. And he didn't own none of Ruthless, right? Uh, nah, that's easy. Mm -hmm. Even look at Death Row now. Look, Snoop bought it. It's like Dr. Dre doesn't give a damn about <laughs> Death Row. <laughs> yeah, he don't want nothing to do with that yeah, shit. Yeah, he doesn't want that juju on him. And then Russell Simmons, I believe, is ahead He's of Diddy. He's probably really number one. If you're really talking about who built the music industry, mm -hmm. yeah, it's He's number one. Death Row. Uh, that's a Death Row. Death, Cash money. Death Jam. If you look oh. at what Death Jam was and then even his uh, management company, Rush, how he managed everybody in the beginning. And everybody wanted to be on Death, uh, Death Jam. So I would say, if you're really trying to talk about who's really the man, then I would say Russell Simmons is still number one because he's the one that really showed anybody in hip hop how to be a hustler, how to have a clothing line, how to have multiple streams of hustles and all that. He's the one. Yeah, I agree with that. Even made his baby boo Kamora Lee have something focused in baby fat. Like that's real boss level stuff. I agree. And then even I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. Like in Run's house, I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Simmons was an executive producer. Like, Run, we're gonna help you get a show, man. <laughs> Cause you're too smart. You be on here on your phone, on your Blackberry talking to nobody. In you the tub to the world, yeah. And do you think Master P should be ahead of Jermaine Dupree and L.A. Reid? Yep. Last, oh, whoa, uh-oh. Guess who I see in the created Run's house? What? The first name, Russell Simmons, like I said, his big brother. But guess who the second name is? Puffy Combs. I want in. <laughs> Come here, uncle. Take that, take that. <laughs> take and that, guess take who that. else I see? A legend in black TV. You're not going to think about it now, but when I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, yo. Stephen Hill? Oh no, Stan Lathan, Sanaz Dad. Oh, Sanaz you know him? he's a legend. Yeah. yeah, he's done everything. Yeah, he's a legend for creating that goddess. Yeah, man, of a daughter. Ooh wee, Sanaz Lathan. Wow, man, I I broke up with her in like 2016, man. Why? Because she started messing with French Montana. You got nervous. Nah, 
I knew I I would never ever have a chance. Finally, I held on that long. You believe in yourself, brother? Nah, it's over. Dang, you really sound dejected. I'm not giving up. Yeah. Oh, talking low. (laughs) I'm still trying to see Regina Hall, man. Man, so now I've met Regina Hall. She was, she was pretty. Um. Oh man, look at him. Cause she was pretty queen like. Local? She was she was queen like like oh lord like yeah like I'll look at you for a second but other than that yeah <laughs> but Maya wasn't showing you no love I didn't even want to even try nothing with Maya she don't even like niggas who eat meat she said she could smell yeah. death on your breath yeah that's next she was beautiful though in person my goodness gracious shout out to my vegan homie that said he's not eating no youngins box if they eat meat. I stay. I appreciate that, man. Shout out to him. But um, yeah, <laughs> Regina Hall was pretty in person too, and you already know uh West Side Shorty from the West Side, Brandy down to earth. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with Brandy heavy. She I was very Brandy. very cool. My first car was named Moesha, man. I love Brandy her. was Brandy was cool as fuck, man. You wouldn't even think like she's Brandy, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up, man. But so you don't believe that Biggie's out for real of my top five? You said favorite, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's I not saying more, man. that's not saying that you don't think he's top five of all time. Yeah, he's not though. Hmm? He's not top five of all time. Is Tupac top five of all time? Yeah, he has five albums. You can't be top five with two albums. I'm sorry. Dang. I gotta be honest, man. I gotta be honest. You're leaving Biggie and actually agreeing with me from eighth grade, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. It that's wasn't crazy. I didn't believe it at the time because he was still better than the competition, but now the catalog, when you got brothers like Drake rapping oh, for 10 Lord. plus years. Oh my goodness. What do you have to? Oh. Six God is watching. You got brothers like Kendrick who's oh, my four God. or five crazy albums in a row. Oh my God. Yep. You got Sweet. brothers like Lil Wayne that won't stop rapping. Hey man. Sorry. Don't stop rapping. Teddy yep. B on the beat. But um you got Nas, nah. who got a third win in his career. You, I'm sorry, bro. Two albums ain't good enough. That's why Tupac can last. He has five albums and a group album and all that unreleased stuff. Mm. And he made rappers like, for me, there's three rappers that are in the conversation to being the greatest. It's Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, and Tupac. Those and brothers, Drake. three are, yeah, you could put Drake there too, but I don't think he's there personally. I think it's still Lil Wayne, Tupac, Jay-Z. Those are the three archetype rappers. Would you choose what you want to be? I feel like Jay-Z doesn't have any like people like him, though. There's Wayne's and there's Tupac's. Yeah, because Jay-Z's too good. He's too good for you to you know who he was? Biggie. Biggie died. Sorry. Nah, <laughs> I feel like Biggie wasn't like he didn't get to do the boss shit like Jay-Z though. He kind of was doing it. If you listen to like Junior Mafia stuff, like my shitting on girls' chesses and stuff, though. Yeah, because he was twenty four. He had fun. That's not bullshit. That is bullshit. Jay Z, it is kind of bullshit. You talking about? Go to the Middle East, man. (laughs) Dubai. Go talk to my sheiks over there, man. (laughs) That is bullshit. You don't even have to go, man. I'll take you to Ghana December. I got some uncles that might do some hot stuff. I don't know, man. Are you really going to Ghana for real? Go to Nigeria, yeah, man. What are you talking about? Can I really come for real? You just joking? Tell me I can't if it's true. I don't know if you can. I mean, I'm not your, I'm not your chaperone, but yeah, I'm going, bro. What do you mean, not my chaperone? (laughs) I go over there, nigga. You are my chaperone. 
I'm gonna check in with the embassy as soon as I get there. Whoa, hey man, I am just let them know. Hey, I'm gonna be over here. Just hang out with Vic Mensa and chance answer the phone. Be good. Answer the phone. This nigga left me. I don't know where I'm at. Whoa. I'm in Kumasi somewhere. Whoa, Kumasi. Um, Kumasi. Oh uh, man, speaking of Kumasi, did you listen to DeVito's album? No, I didn't. You said he was gonna listen to Afrobeat, so it was a lie. Yeah, that was an accident. So what were you doing research about dancehall versus Afrobeats for? Uh, I just, I just popped up in my YouTube algorithm. So I was like, what is Bounty Killer talking about? I've been wanting to hear what Jamaicans think about this because I've felt like, dang, I mean, we all know that Afrobeats is more popular than dancehall. So yeah. I wanted to hear if like Jamaicans and legends like Bounty Killer were going to come from a hating perspective or if they kind of understood. And he understood exactly very thoroughly. It was no hate. He's not so- going to hate on Africa. He showed, yeah, he showed number of love to his his brothers, his African brothers. But he he on a technical aspect, he said Afrobeats, they they got good melodies. They have welcoming melodies. Um, he was giving the example of Burner Boy's song, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows and can agree with, like, yeah, yeah. That's like something that somebody can relate to, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and then he'll give an example of like their patois raps, and he was like, nobody knows what the hell that is. So no, they're almost like Burner Boy be saying too, man. Yeah, he make, he has the pigeon. What is it called? Pigeon? The yeah, they speak pigeon English. Yeah, he got the pigeon uh, stuff going on. But hey, we just make up our own words and we know the most of the stuff is saying. But with the Jamaican Eminem uh, dancehall rappers, that's what they are to me. They're like Eminem and New York rappers. Like, they're too they're rapping too fast. And just too technical and too like. And then they, they he said they do the pull up shit. Pull up, pull up, pull up. But they like change the song real quick. So they don't be. They're like go go too. Like how Gogo's kind of ugly and like only DC will like it and they don't really make it. And I don't, I mean ugly as far as like outsiders not understanding it. Like we get like all the shit that pe- they do in Gogo, but like if you're an outsider, you're just not, it, you have to like be there to fuck with it type shit. So like they seem like they got like a very regional thing that they can only kind of get with and people outside can't really fuck with. But it was, it was interesting. Like to hear them say that like they know like dang Afrobeats is winning and we're not yeah I mean everyone has their time I'll tell people all the time I like reggae I'm not a dancehall guy I do fuck with dancehall though but if you ask me which one do I want reggae from the 70s or dancehall from the 80s the 2000s give me reggae from the 70s and the reason why that move that music translated more is because they weren't singing in Patois. Bob Marley sang in English. Gregory Isaacs, Dennis Brown, Black Uhuru, Inner Circle, uh, all these legendary group, Barrington Levy, Ika Mouse, I can keep going, Smiley in Michigan, all these legendary reggae artists. They but wasn't Barrington Levy dance hall like lover boy stuff? Yeah, he's lovers rock. Him, Gregory Isaacs, Dennis Brown, they're lovers rock. Uh, even Pharaoh, shout out Pharaoh said that he broke it down like, yeah, when we was cook, when we was kicking it, cooling it, yeah, we'll listen to Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, all that. When we go to the club, we not hearing that. We listening to Lovers Rock. We listening to Gregory Isaacs, Barrington Levy, that type of stuff. Mm. It was the same thing. Right. Everything has their different zone, but dance hall is their gangster rap. And mm. once that took over, then their morality takes over. But sure, like, look at what 
dance hall artists worked when we were coming up in the late 90s, early 2000s. Sean DePaul. Yeah, he's clean. He has fun. Elephant Man. Yeah, he's clean. He has fun. Beanie Man. He's has fun. He's clean for the most Super part. Supercat for the 90s. Yeah, he's a player. Uh, <laughs> he's a player. Yeah, Shaggy. He's a player. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't like Bounty Killer's hard, Buju's hard, but that wasn't getting the crossover love. Beanie was like the balance. He could do the street stuff. He could do the dance stuff and he could do the pop stuff. Like, Seam Seema, who got the keys to my beam? Even that line was so hard. Look how quick Missy Elliott needed it for I yeah. Can't Stand the Rain. It was hard. With Movado, he's the streets. <clears throat> yeah, he's too street. He tried to make, he tried to have a pop song. I'm so special, so special, so special, but shit. that didn't work. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that I can't was wait the to... <laughs> That's my shit, bro. Yeah, that joint goes, but it didn't work. It didn't transcend to a bigger audience, you know. Uh, shout out World Boss, you know. He tried. He was doing stuff with Clarks, him and What Pop. about Gibson? It was too, Gibson. It was too long for nah, Gibson. that was hard. That's hard. Love, hold you. That joint's hard. Nicki got on the remix. That did numbers. That's like... Mr. Vegas? You could say Hold You was like the ba- the last dance hall hit song, basically, right? Yeah. America. Yeah, because Shinsia don't be really... Yeah, she don't do numbers. Popcon, what is his biggest song? Clark's <laughs> with World Boss. Yeah, Egyptian. Yeah, yeah, because Nicki got on the remix. I remember American women were loving that. Wayne Wonder did his thing for a little while. Yeah, attempt, uh, well, yeah, Wayne Wonder, that's 2000s for sure. And Kevin Little, or that's his name, right? Kevin yeah, Little. attempted to touch Kevin Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean... Hey, I'm a fan of both. I think Dancehall had its run. Afrobeats is doing this thing now. And you know what? I, You can talk to this, too, as a DJ and as a brother that likes to go out, socialize. You see the different music played in different places because you also travel. Don't you think that Afrobeats has kind of replaced R&B music? Because remember, we had R&B music that you could play at parties and dance to and have fun to. We don't have that anymore in the mainstream. Um, it seems I like Apple Beats kind of took that slot. Yeah, and that's another thing that um, Bounty Killer said. He was saying Afrobeats Beats got a little bit of R and B. They got a little bit of dancehall. They got a little bit of this. They got a little bit of that. Yeah, like I mean, you got like songs like Summer Walker, something real. My last nigga was a bitch nigga. Like we can. Hey, are you playing that at a function? Yeah, I am actually. Boom, you, boom, uh, you think uh, it's gonna okay? The beats, yeah. the beats danceable enough to make it. Oh yeah, girls and then um Chris Brown on the hook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that joint. Well, that's more of like a cookout song. Honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Usher, yeah. yeah, would ring off in the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. That's more like a cookout aunties around. And well, shit. even Destiny's Child, ladies, and then because the club is jumping, jumping. Like yeah. they used to have party songs, like. SZA don't have no party song on her album that everyone's listening to and love. I have a take about SZA, too. SOS, I think it's a great album, but you can't party to that joint. All, they, all she talks about is hate, being mad at niggas. She got a few love songs. Yeah, she has a few love songs, but hey, that's her personal experience, man. She said her music is based off, like, her first album is based on early relationships she was in, and then her second relationship, her second album is based on, like, I guess college and on relationships she's had. So hey, 
But to answer your question, yeah. These ladies, hey, these ladies and Marvin Gaye and Curtis Mayfield, if you're looking for conscious messages and a scope on the world, you ain't getting that. They just but they don't even have themselves. well, they kind of do have me, myself, and eyes, but they don't rock. Yeah, like they that. do. It's just not that real like with well, that's the thing, too, because I'm not as hip to you know their games and how they work on things, but to my knowledge. It seems like Beyonce had more assistance writing than maybe Summer and SZA so far. Not saying that they don't get help writing, but, you know, one of those reasons why Beyonce's songs were so well written is because those writing rooms are crazy. Like, yeah, me, myself, and I, let's see who wrote this song. This is on her first album. Yeah, it's her. Scott Styles or Sussex Scott Styles. Scott I was say, damn, he assists in everything. Scott oh, Storch, yeah, Scott Storch. Oh wow, Robert Waller. Whoa, he was in three times dope. That's crazy. He's from. He's like a Philly legend. He's oh, he's EST. He was the main rapper in three times dope. Wow, I didn't even see. I'm learning. That's crazy. See, he's from Philly. He's like the OG. Him, three times dope. They were like the first. Like when you're talking about Philly rap, Schoolie D, it's them, and then like Jazzy Jeff and French Prince. So seems like he worked with Scott Storch a lot, and he helped write Baby Boy. You know the Beyonce joint, Sean Paul. He helped write Naughty Girl, and he helped write Me Myself and I. That's tight. Tonight, honey, you Naughty Girl. See? See, she got a legendary rapper to help with this stuff. I don't think SZA and Summer Walker are doing that. Baby boy, you stay on my mind. Man, that's tight. An old school rapper helped write that stuff, right? That's songwriting, man. Oh, yeah. That Sasha song was tight, too, with Sean Paul. Sing to him, B.A.B. <laughs> that song yeah. cranks. But, yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, I remember there was a clip of Beyonce and Sean Paul performing in Jay-Z. It was, they had a clip. They showed Jay-Z like, Jay-Z was like, hey, they getting too close, man. Hey, hold on. Yeah, he got mad about their video shoot, supposedly. Because <laughs> Sean Paul, he knows that, bro- that foreign brother can steal his girl. He can dance a little bit. Yeah, and he has a cool accent and he's smooth. But um, yeah, uh, Afrobeats does make people party way more than any R and B I can think of. Besides, um, you got it, girl, you got it. That joint's up there still. Word, and even rap. Not to just throw it on R and B, but even in rap, we don't have much rap we can party to, right? Not just like like too. No, hell no, not like we used to. The Corey Ray joint's a party joint, though. Yeah, for sure. That's that's a banger. But it's not like the um Lil' Kim jump off uh Mr. Cheeks lights camera action like era, the early 2000s, like niggas was partying. Yeah. Ew, you don't like those examples? Nah, they are they are partying to that. Cause what when players comes on, girls just gonna rap it with their friends and look straight. Nah, they party to that shit. Oh, what do you mean, part? You want them to twerk to everything? Nah, I'm talking about uh, you know, be on the dance floor and socialize with other humans instead of your phone. They dance when uh, players come on. In the section, that's why I said go on the dance floor. I mean, that's <laughs> just a thing. That's just that's dead forever. The dance floor. I mean, are uh, no, not really, not in everywhere. There's places, but every but all the places I'm thinking about where they're like there's a dance floor. I wish I remember the name of this club in DC. And the DJs there are pretty tight too. But all the songs I can think of people dancing to be kind of older. But they do play like act up city girls. They dance to that. 
So when you at your spot, how would you describe the setting, man? Um, you're gonna be DJing at where you at all the time. How would you describe it? And is it a good place? Without being biased, is it a good place? Do you think that maximize what you can do as a DJ to make people have fun? So it all depends on like if we have a promoter or not. Sometimes if we have a promoter, it can get ratchet and we can twerk that shit out and it'll be like a twerky type of vibe. If we don't have a promoter or he's doesn't come into like 12 type shit and brings like people like, or if like his crowd don't come into like 12, it's like mixed. Like we might get like, like say if we get like some college kids that be like Spanish and like maybe sprinkled in with whites and shit like that in there. We'll play like the weekend. I can't feel my face and shit. And like, um, <laughs> Um, what's that Rihanna joint would be playing? Oh yeah, um, love and a hopeless place. We'll do that shit like in the beginning sometimes. Like when it be like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Like we kind of do it with the crowd, but usually by like 11, 12, because the joint don't close till three. Word. By like 12, we'll start like playing like the coil array shit. We'll drop um the uh cuff it um boosie. Oh, yeah. She's so wet remix. Oh, true. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's a cool spot. Like, it's not like, it's definitely not like Rose Bar decades. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely behind them. But um, it's cool. It's cool. I, I, can, I do my thing in that joint. I be playing all kinds of shit. Sometimes some people be wanting to hear Gunna and shit, which is, which is kind of, like I love when we get like those kind of people. Like, yo, you got this gunner joint? I'm like, hell yeah, I got that joint. Like, no, speaking of gunner, had you have you seen the most recent picture of him and his buddies at their slumber party? Yeah, I thought they was going swimming or something. Yeah, you know, hanging out with the homies. How did you feel seeing him? He looks all right. He looked like he lost weight, right? I didn't feel a goddamn thing. Um, it's over for that you guy. Weren't happy to see him. I mean, it's over for him, man. You, you can't be that known as a snitch and make it. Sorry, buddy. You don't you don't think that uh yeah, that that is true <laughs> because even though you know we always have these discussions as you know, even though black people are only 13% of the population, black people still dictate what's cool, especially with music. So yeah, if the kids ain't rocking with Gunner, the black kids, then I don't think the the whites are gonna let Gunner through either, because six nine that was their big brother, and they gave up on him. Well, I wouldn't say it matters about white people letting them through. Um, I mean, because they have the financial power, too, but it's just they depend on us to let them know what's cool. And yeah, that's true. You know, I don't think That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's going to be able to make anything that we're going to like. You don't think so? No. Not, like, enough to get him, like, to have, like, one of the hottest songs? No. Dang. So you don't think he can have a song of the summer right now? No, no, I don't think no. There is what is the song of the summer going to be? You think I don't know. Late? You don't know. <laughs> I don't think you know in April, but mm. there is always a song of the summer. Mm, that's so true. that's why I'm like, hey, it's April. Somebody's working on it. Coily race probably hoping uh players will last a little longer, but I don't know. I yeah. think if you want, if I think if you want. A song of the summer candidate it has to be like the earliest you can drop is like Memorial Day week in May. 
and then like the latest you can drop the joint is like maybe like july but you were saying last last was the song gonna be the song of the summer in like april may ish last year nah hold on let me see when did last last come out uh, you, were, you were early last, on. yeah see last last came out may 13 mm, yeah. yeah see that's why i was like yeah and you see i said the earliest was memorial day that's a couple weeks before memorial day but yeah that joint was rocking too fast because i knew that uh tony braxton sample was going to be too hard but then i realized that i'm so old at 32 which is still young of course just joking but a lot of people didn't even know that was a Tony Braxton sample because they didn't know that song. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, see, and you're my age group, but I but see, how did you know? Uh, what is it? That part, right? Yeah, the whole beat. The whole beat is the Tony Braxton beat. What song is it? Man Enough for Me. Is that like in her Birdman babyface days? Uh, this is 2000, so I think Birdman was about to walk down on her real soon. He yeah, this is like the one where she was working with Babyface? Nah, this is Dark Child. Shout out Rodney Dark Child Jerkins. Jerkins. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 2000s and Tony Braxton. Like, what do you expect me to really like know that? Yeah, that song was hard. I think that's like her last big song. <laughs> that's why I remember it. Um, I don't remember ballad Tony Braxton. I know this one. This break my heart. She was like one of my first crushes ever. Yeah, she's bad as shit. I was probably like five years old knowing that she was bad. Like, dang, that woman's pretty on TV. I really respected Birdman when he got her. I was like, dang, that's tight. I think he still got her, actually. Oh, yeah, they are still dating. That boy, Big Bird. <laughs> uh, salute to him. Shout out to the Williams and Braxtons. Yeah, man, for sure. I still want to sign the Cash Money Records. Forget what everyone else says, I believe. And you just want Birdman in your corner and just give you pep talks? Yeah, I want him and Slim to teach me how to run a successful business for over 30 years. Take you to the Mercedes place? Mm-hmm. The Mercedes place. Speaking of Cash Money Records, did you see how Juvenile tried to act like he didn't know what Tiny Desk was? Then he dissed mm-hmm. Tiny Desk. Now he's going to be on Tiny Desk? So you think that was fake? Yeah, I think that was promo. He just saw um, Trina on that joint and said, hey, I need to get on there. I'm glad that they're reaching out to Down South Legends like that. I, think I thought they were only for like... They reach out to everybody. I thought they were just for like Cocoa Butter ass niggas. I know they have Ross on there, but all those annoying think piece ass niggas are like... Nah, they, they listen, they show love to everybody. They're going to do like... They're going to make him do Rodeo. I mean, that's one of his big songs. I mean, he that's going to be cool. Like he's not supposed to perform the... I'm just saying that seems like a tiny desk oh, juvenile man. song. Dang. He's not gonna do 400 degrees. The song. Uh, why? Yeah, why would he? It's not. That's a title cut, man. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's not a hit song. <laughs> tiny desk is about playing the hits. Or, I hope he does. Uh huh. what's up? Say that often, his mother. Yeah, he probably will. That's one of his big songs. That beat is hard, bro. Play that shit one day. Watch when the beat drop. Yeah, I, I know, man. I'm a Manny Fresh fan. I was that beat is guys. hard, bro. I was telling all of you guys, Manny Fresh is one of the greatest before. You know, New York media will never tell you that. Well, I'm I'm from the south, so you can't really tell me. Well, eh, Jason, you're from the Middle East now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're a Middle Eastern. I'm from the Horror south. I remember when Master P Last Dawn came out. I was in Alabama when that came out. The day it came out. 
oh wow uh benny the butcher and j cole johnny peace cadillac went gold congratulations to j cole man <laughs> you the reason why that joint went off benny went off on that song he did and then j cole whooped his ass and told j. him Cole did good too J. Cole did good too. It's not like it's one of the greatest verses of all time or anything. It's not, but that's the thing. Nothing is one of the greatest anymore because we don't give it the attention and time that it needs to get that legacy. So nothing will ever be among the greatest of all time anymore because we don't have the attention span anymore. So I don't, just because J. Cole, no one's going to say that. Like, what's the last all time great rap verse that people said is one of the greatest verses ever? We don't do that anymore. We don't look at rap like that anymore. Hmm. Yeah. Drake forever had some good verses on there. <laughs> Boy, I ain't spraying, ain't playing nothing to play with. Again. Not necessarily him, but like when I first ever heard that song, I thought that was one of the, like the greatest things ever because Eminem came back out of nowhere. Wayne was on it. Kanye like was that on song because the beat's not that good. You know, Kanye's on it. Like that was. I'm talking about when it first. I remember. When, I remember when I first ever heard it, and that was like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Eminem too. Like that was like, that was like a little moment for me. It was tight. Man, that's some, that thing. What's that? Our freshman year of college, 2009, 2010. This is my theme park. Why would I scream for? Dang, that's the last time you looked at rap that way in verses. Uh, it was a teenager. Nicki Minaj had a cool monster verse. Oh, yeah. See? Teenagers. That's 2010. See? That's tight. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything yeah, else. Yeah, man. You was a teenager the last time you thought about rap that way. But that show shows you. Control verse was cool. Yeah, see, it was cool, but the only reason why it got hype was because of he said names, not because of the quality of what he actually said. So that's how we look at rap now, man, versus we don't look at that no more, especially when these rappers ain't really rapping, right? It's more about melody today and beats carrying you. Lil B's verse on Trippy Red's album was good. Hey, man. Hey, you, you, hear, you heard that joint, right? Yeah, I heard it. I didn't even know that was him. Of course he did. You're not supposed to. He's cool. Why was he trying to sound like Keed in them on it? Because he's underground. He, he his auto tune was cloudy. That was funny as shit, dog. He's still funny. Of course, he's never gonna lose the humor. He still like he was he was rapping like he was like from Atlanta on that joint, dog. That shit was funny as shit. I was like, Lil B is a fool, dog. Oh my god. Oh man. What happened? You dropped some watermelon on yourself? Nah, some on? pretty women coming in my algorithm trying to mix me up. Oh, yeah. You are the king of Instagram. Every time I find <laughs> a joint, I, all the test is I'll be like, oh, let's see if Dan found her yet. And if she's like real stupid bad and she's showing like certain body parts, like, you know, that little area that's like um above the thigh, like under the bikini line. But when they have it shown, when they be uh, showing like those little parts and my stuff. Happy place. You be that's when I know. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's my home. (laughs) I notice. I notice you don't really rock with the fitness girls though. I be seeing a lot of bad fitness girls, and I don't see you under theirs. Yeah, I don't want strong shorties. I like like they don't be strong all the time. I don't want. I don't want that. You be on the big. I get that. You're a muscle bro. You're a muscle bro, so you need a muscle boom. They don't be muscle. They be real plump and just looking bad. 
You be nah, nah I don't know. I don't, follow, I don't follow no muscle joints, bro. I be seeing the shorties that on the your names and they be too strong for me. That's not my thing, man. Nah, I don't follow no muscle joints. I be I don't even know their names because I'm not in the strong joints, man. So yeah, I don't look to those big shorties. Dog, they be plump and round and jiggly. Yeah, they don't, I don't know them they don't be muscular. Fitness girls know how to work out to where they're not swole. Like a lot of them, like the thing is, a lot of girls don't understand is in order for you to even have shape, you have to lift weights. You have to build muscle. Like girls that have fat asses or have like very curvy bodies, they get that by shaping their body out. You can't just run or do cardio and think you're about to have curves because it's not going to happen. You're just going to be skinny fat. But there's girls that be shown the before and after. They ass be like flat like three years ago. Now they ass be round and perfected like a peach because they work out. So stop hating on the fitness girls. I said fitness, not bodybuilders. Shout out to the strong sisters out there, man. Lifting iron. All right, man. What music did you listen to this past week? Um, New music. Old yeah, music. this was a weird week for me. Like Anything. What did you listen to? We know you didn't listen to no new music. That's okay. No, it was just a weird week where I just wanted to, want to hear what I wanted to hear, I listened to a lot of Nudie. I've been listening to Nudie like crazy. Like that's kind of all I've been listening to is just his whole discography. He's now my um, second favorite East Atlanta rap. Well, yeah, number one. Third. No, he's third. Nah, nah, nah. We're talking about it have to be, here, man. It would have to be Future. It would have to be Gucci. Then Nudie. Nudie's uh, my third favorite. They haven't dropped nothing this year. Just say Nudie is no Future is always going to be my number one favorite East Atlanta rapper ever. What do you mean? Why? No one can pass him. Because Future's in my top 10 favorite rappers ever. But Gucci is too, right? No. What? Gucci's not my top 10 favorite rappers. Well, we'll never get that list like we never got your top 50 rappers list. I can give you my top 10 favorite rappers right now. Go ahead. Tupac, Jay-Z. Is this in order? Or just... No. All right. Kind of in order, but not really. Oh, it don't matter. Go ahead. Just name them. Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas, Lil Wayne... Kanye West, Jeezy, Future, Ludacris, um, Project Pat. Did I say Currency already? Nah, I don't think so. Currency. Okay. All right. Not bad. Ludacris is in there because he's my first favorite rapper, like on my own, without Where's my Eminem? without my brother's bias or anything. Where's Eminem? Because I used to love Mace as a kid. Eminem's not my top ten favorite rappers. Really? Yeah, really. I don't. I don't like that much Eminem. I only like a few songs off, like Eminem show and shit. And I like Slim Shady LP. But you but... put Jay Z in your. So you said Jay Z fast, and you act like you don't like Jay Z as much. Yeah, right. I love Jay Z. So what's your favorite Jay Z album now? Because um, I mean, if I have to say one. Um, it would either be Blueprint of Volume One, but I love Reasonable Doubt. Okay. I love Black Album. I like American Gangster. So, are you looking forward to Jay Z performing at the Andy Warhol Basquiat Foundation, whatever? It depends what kind of music he's Louis Vuitton. Depends what kind of music he's gonna he's gonna perform. Do you think I he's love gonna play his Scare the Hose mix? Um. I don't know, but I love Jay-Z, man. I love You Must Love Me. I love D-Evils. I love 22-2s. Like, I, I'm a, I'm a Jay-Z fan, bro. 
Yeah, you know me. I can't be a Jay Z fan. Never. I love Jay Z, man. It's, it's Shout funny. out to Jay Z. Jay Z is definitely a legend. Very influential. He's and I like Nas. A me, lot. Even though I'm not a fan, so salute to the Jigga. I love Nas a lot too. It's nothing wrong with that. You can like both. And Tupac, that's easy. Wayne, he's definitely going to be in my top. Kanye was definitely one of my favorite rappers at one point. Jeezy was one of my favorite rappers at one point. Future was one of my favorite rappers at one point. Currency is in there. Project Pat, I love Project Pat. You know, and Ludacris was my first favorite rapper, so. Come on, baby. Woo! Let's go, Bulls. Cheer! We up 104, or no, we up 102, 100, 240 left in the fourth. Let's go. Well, I already told y'all my top five favorite rappers. Number five, Pusha T, slash Clip, slash Reup Gang. Number four, Snoop. Number three, uh, Nas. Number two, Kanye. Number one, Future. So I might as well give y'all six through ten, which is more random. Uh, six. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> six, I'll go outcast. Seven UGK, uh, then eight Biggie, nine D'Angelo, because oh, I'm just man. saying my favorite artists, not rappers. Oh, and then oh, yeah, I heard you say that on Ring Culture Lion. What pretending like D'Angelo is one of your favorite ever? That was crazy. Yes, I do love D'Angelo. I was like, man, this guy wants to seem very interesting and cool. Type my name. There guys. you go. Let's just clap it up for him, guys. He's yeah. so cool and different. He loves D'Angelo. Yeah, type my name. My like D'Angelo and Prince so much, man. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. That's you a conversation can... starter. You're so eclectic. Wow. Hey, it's not. You can, like I say, I, I live my raps. Type in my name. My first name is Dan, D-A-N. Last name, A-D-U hyphen G-Y-A-M-F-I. Type Passion Weiss, P-A-S-S-I-O-N, W-I-S-S. I wrote a D'Angelo article in 2014 about his album, so... Ain't man. no cap in my rap. I've been you are, you are our You are our quest love, man. Hey. Nah, I'm not quest love. Yes, you I'm are. You're quest love. <laughs> You're quest love. Yeah, nah, quest love said he took a girl out on a date on TV and she said, nah, it wasn't a date. <laughs> I'll never be goofy like Damn. that. Damn. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, I'm never, never going to be that. That's just, that's mean. Yeah, I'm never going to be that. I'm too cool for a girl to play me like that on national TV. I'm not Questlove. I know so, obese, but I'm gonna lose weight and be a symbol real soon. So, and before I interrupted you, is Prince gonna be in your top ten favorite artists list? Nah, I don't listen to that nigga no more as well. Dang, why? What happened? <laughs> I stopped listening to that nigga, man. <laughs> hey, I don't listen. You still listen to D'Angelo? Yeah, I still listen to D'Angelo. You like the Vanguard joint? Yeah, I have it on yeah. my phone. I bought it. Yeah, I remember that. Voodoo on vinyl. I listen to Brown Sugar still. That joint's hard. He has hey, three albums, Angie Stone. and I listen to them all. I can listen to the, all of them from beginning to end. So you respect Angie Stone's pen? Uh, she ain't really write as much on Voodoo and Black Messiah. That's the stuff that I like. Um, On Brown Sugar, let's see how much she wrote on that album. Brown Sugar. Looks like she helped on Jones on My Bones, one song, and that song is hard. So shout out to Angie Stone for helping on that one song. <laughs> she made it seem like she helped him write a lot. Yeah, I know. That's what women do. They're like. <laughs> and let's look on Voodoo. So I'm not acting like I'm picking on her on Voodoo. How much did Angie Stone write? 
She helped write on one song, the intro, Play a Player. All right. Thank you, baby boo. You wrote two songs. What album is Lady on? Huh? Which album is Lady on? Brown Sugar, the first one. You fuck with Bilal? Yeah, Bilal's cool, but he's like cocaine. I had to get used to his voice. <laughs> he's weird, too. Yeah, I had to get used to it. <laughs> but aren't they all Prince babies? Uh, Yeah, you could say that. Sure. Now, that's a big fact. The D'Angelo and Questlove uh, were big Prince stands, or I should say are. They're still with us physically. They're big Prince stands. They even wanted to produce for Prince, and I thought that would have been hard if that happened back in the day. But Prince has an ego. You're not going to produce him. And Quest Love, I'm better you than you. Niggas are nice. I'd rather have a weak white girl produce me than you niggas. And do you do you respect the stuff that Rafael Sadiq did with D'Angelo? Oh yeah, Rafael Sadiq's a genius, man. He yeah, is he one of the is. he's one of the ballers. I mean, he's even if you look at Solange albums, he's there. I think uh no, maybe that's Babyface that helped on uh Scissor's album. I think he helped write Snooze. If I'm not mistaken, so yeah, man. Yeah, Rafael Sadiq is that dude. Yeah, he's real cool, man. So yeah, with me, what did I listen to this past week musically? Oh, hold on, did I finish the top ten? I said I interrupted you, uh, D'Angelo. I said, oh yeah, so that was number nine. So number ten, yeah, number ten is random. It, it changes all the time. Sometimes it could be uh currency or no not even nah sometimes it could be dom kennedy sometimes it can be devin the dude i was listening to a lot of devin the dude recently been listening to a lot of little wayne too again and realizing how much i loved him as a kid i love that you put pimp c in there man you love that guy yeah ugk for sure hell yeah i love pimp c i got in trouble as a grown man because i had riding dirty in my cd and my dad was like hey this is what you listen to and then the other CD I had was Monster Future. So he's like, hey, man, this kid is geeked up. Mm-hmm. My dad. Yeah, I didn't do my artists, which everybody knows. Pharrell is my favorite artist, number one. Is it? I thought yeah. I thought that was a different lifestyle. I thought maybe you moved on no. from No, Pharrell is my favorite artist ever, period. Hands down. Still? Yeah, always will be. Okay, that's what's up. Shout out to you and Tyler, the creator. Hey, I would like Pharrell before him. Ah, uh, we don't know that. We're all the same age, so yeah, he didn't like uh, <laughs> what he didn't like what what Nori and shit like that when I liked it. So uh, we don't know that, man. And I like any. He's literally older than you by a couple weeks, so we would all yeah, be he's in the from, same class. He's from California, so yeah. But hey, they're hip to stuff. Yeah, not like us in Virginia. Sitting March six, nineteen ninety one. So you have to respect your elder, all right? Yeah, by like three weeks. Yeah, it's still your elder. That's how it works in Ghana. It don't matter how much older they are. Got to watch out for the OG. And he's a Pisces. I'm a I'm an Aries. All right, hey, all right. Well, thank y'all, everybody listening. This is another episode. You're of a March Pisces. Pisces. I mean, Anthony's a March Pisces. No disrespect, but I'm a child of God. I don't March be- Aries is the shit. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. Merry Christmas. We out.